You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. It's hard to separate actors from their definitive roles sometimes. So when I sat down to watch this, only knowing the title and not even knowing the plot or even who was in it, I had to remind myself more than once that I wasn't watching Ted Lasso in love with Hope Van Dyne, a.k.a. the Wasp, pissing off Luke Cage in a very strange series crossover. I don't know if you guys had a similar problem, but we shall get that. This is what we got here. We have Jason Sudeikis plays Jimmy Ray, a soft-spoken con, serving out a 15-year sentence for armed bank robbery. He's given an early release so he can marry his girlfriend, Annie, played by Evangeline Lilly, who has lung cancer and less than a year to live. He has a very hard time being out after over a decade locked up, made all the more difficult by having to deal with Schmidt, Jimmy's parole officer, played by the always wonderful Shea Wingham. He sets Jimmy Ray up with a day job, but he also hangs his convict lifestyle over him for various reasons. While Frank, Jimmy's old partner in crime, tries to convince Jimmy to get back into their previous illegal activities. Through a series of unfortunate events, Jimmy Ray finds himself in the crosshairs of a very dangerous crime lord named Price, played by Mike Coulter. What unfolds is a game of cat and mouse in the vein of modern cowboy movies like Hell or High Water and Way of the Gun. I am T.C. Dewitt of the Screener Squad, and I am ready to hit this review and run with Adrian El Critico. What's up? It's Adrian El Critico. Luane. Hey, how's it going? And Ryan. What's going on? So what do you guys think? Does Jimmy Ray have the absolute worst luck or what? Dude, don't do anything with this guy. Don't make friends with him. Hell, don't even talk to him casually. It's going to get you killed. <laughs> the fact that he went up the river for the crime and didn't somehow get someone else pinned for it based on the kind of luck with everyone he's around is sort of a miracle. I've always liked Jason. Oh, my God. I can't think of his last name. Sudeikis. Right Sudeikis. Sudeikis. And it took me a while to watch Ted Lasso. But when I finally did... One thing that really surprised me was the accent. I didn't know that this character was going to have like an accent or anything like that. So when we got the trailer for this one, I thought, oh, you know what? I'm not going to watch it. I just like that this looks like a thriller and this looks like a kind of neo-noirish type of cowboy movie, kind of like what uh, TC said. Uh, And then the movie started and he has that fucking accent again. And now it's like, wait, does he always have that accent have i just forgot what he sounds is that just his actual voice So it was kind of hard to not just (laughs) think ted lasso strictly because of the accent but i'll say this i thought this was actually really good and i think a part of that is the fact that this is from one of the directors and one of the writers of a movie that i really like from like 2014 called big bad wolves yes they I want to say an Israeli film. Yep, I hope I'm, I'm not mispronouncing his name yeah. too poorly, but Aaron Kashalis is the writer-director of Big Bad Wolves, which, as El Critico just said there, came out in 2013. 
And that's what he's most known for. And this guy's got a very interesting style. I've seen Big Bad Wolves, and I've seen another one of his ABCs of Death. Yeah. ABCs of Death 2. And he's got an interesting way he sets up dominoes and knocks them down. Exactly. It lends itself to the screenplay for this one where obviously we're not going to say anything about what happens, but multiple times this movie kind of turns into something else that I wasn't expecting it to. And mm-hmm. it never feels out of place. To the point where even like one of the plot lines is like enjoyable and like really funny. <laughs> I kind of want to see more of this specific character because he's hilarious. And it's not something that I would have expected from if, if you just tell someone this is a thriller. Yeah. It's really special. In looking at the trailer for it and some of the descriptions, this felt like somebody doing like an Elmore Leonard or a Joe Lansdale novel like as a movie because of the sort of setup, but it does some weird, I don't know if weirds even are, it does some different things than those do that are either a sign of being really uneven or just, Oh no, we're going to do a different thing now. Yeah. There's twists and turns in here that I definitely didn't see coming, but when they did happen, I was happy that they did go the way they did because a lot of this does feel familiar Mm -hmm. comparing it to some of the other movies we've said so far. It does feel like, ground that's been tread before it's just interesting when we hit the fork in the road and the director the writers decided to take the path more unexpected despite it feeling very familiar along the way yeah and i definitely appreciated that like you guys have been saying i feel like every point that i thought i had it sort of pegged down as one thing it transitioned and became another thing and i feel like they took it in stride and those transitions worked pretty well yeah like at no point was i ever bored because I had no idea where it was going. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I I mean, it's impossible to not see Jason Sudeikis as a little bit of Ted Lasso in this, but I still like really enjoyed his performance, especially that opening monologue I thought was really, really incredible and is going to stick with me for a little bit. I love that a lot of comedic actors has been branching out and kind of doing these more dramatic roles. I mean, recently was thinking of Bob Odenkirk. Mm -hmm. I'm forgetting the name of the film, but yeah. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. I, I think that it's, it's it's always interesting to see, and I think that attracted to me that, mm-hmm. to this film alone, and I feel like it didn't disappoint in that regard. Sudeikis being very good friends with Bateman, Jason Bateman, to see something like Ozark, which is very much out of what you assume Jason Bateman's wheelhouse is, I could feel maybe consciously or unconsciously some encouragement towards Sudeikis to try to branch out away from his very frat boy style humor that he's more known for. And also branch away from the very good, lovable man that is Ted Lasso. It's nice to see someone taking a chance to expand their range. And I think Sudeikis, albeit it was hard for me to separate him from his comedic performances, he is a charming guy. And I would love to see him delve into these more serious roles, these meteor roles more and more. If this is his starting point for that, I'd love to see more of this. Yeah. See, I don't have the same issue with him because I haven't watched Ted Lasso, which is what everybody references, right? So for me, it's just a guy doing a thing that I know has done a lot of comedy. And I figure if you can nail the comedy, you can probably get the rest of it. And he seems to do pretty well with this. 
I would be curious to see him take on other roles like this, or like I had referenced Leonard or Lansdale, like an adaptation of something that one of them did, because it's not just a straight crime thing. There's usually some other sort of odd element to it Mm -hmm. that I think he could do something with using little bits of comedy or humor to lighten some of these up. Because this movie, initially I'm like, okay, this is kind of silly. And then there's a part involving cake. That tells you, oh, no, this is a very different kind of movie than you think it's going to be. And it just sort of progresses from there. It's a hairpin turn at like the halfway point. Yeah, it's like, oh, all right. Because really, when this started out, I thought we were going to watch a mumblecore cancer drama. Yeah. And while there is a place for that, I wasn't looking forward to it. So the pace starts out slow and it builds and the minutes start ticking by a little bit faster as the drama starts unfolding, uh, as we've said, some unexpected turns here and there. But that hairpin cake scene, whoo! Yeah. We've talked a lot about Jason Sudeikis. I want to bring up Mike Coulter because uh, I'm Coulter, still yeah. kind of struggling with him as a villain in movies. He was a villain in, oh, it's called Black and Blue, and it came out in mm, 2019. Right. But he was like a gold chain, big coat wearing villain, and it just didn't at all work for it. And that was kind of what I was feeling here when he first came on. Like, it felt like he was trying a little too hard to be intimidating mm-hmm. until, oh, look, you're going to be Mike Colter. You're going to be like this charming guy that we know yeah. instead of like the super intimidating mafioso or something like that. And when it turned towards that type of performance, I think it worked better. But I thought he was decent. I'm not going to say exactly how he comes in, but there's another actor by the name of Thaddeus J. Mixon mm-hmm. who plays a character named Tommy. That just <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> he does such a good job in this with like the little screen time he has. <laughs> I thought this kid had perfect comedy timing and the way that he spoke his dialogue that he was given was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's not often that you see great child actors and like this kid was a great child actor. Everyone else in the cast is pretty decent. I, I, I can never pronounce her name. Evangeline? Is that what Evangeline. it is? Evangeline Lily. Evangeline Kate Lily. Wasp, who, the Wasp from the Avengers. Yeah. Who like I honestly I think I've only seen her in Ant-Man and the Wasp. I know she's in a bunch of stuff, but seeing her in this there's a scene like really early on where she's just like having to hold it all in, even though she's feeling very emotional, but she's trying to keep herself together. And I mm-hmm. felt that like it, it made me choke up. And that's like three seconds of like a look that she gives. I think she's fantastic. Right. So Yeah. She has yet to break out and truly prove what she's capable of because yeah. everything she's ever been in, even in small roles like the Hurt Locker, she always brings a lot to the role right we have yet to see what she's capable of and it's a role like this where you can see someone really giving themselves to a performance and yeah she elevates the material very well for sure i know she's been in a bunch of stuff but like i said i would like to see more of her in stuff like this in a character like this that's just like she's just giving it she really is giving it her all and it's not something that I feel like you would see a lot of actors give in a what what is a really kind of small movie. Like you can tell that the budget's small. You can tell mm-hmm. that this is small scale, but it never feels like this is something that should be straight to DVD or anything like that. I don't know if I would say go see this in theaters because there's nothing like giant and you know Cinematic. epic. Yeah, exactly. But it never feels cheap it never feels like this is someone's first time filmmaking it's actually pretty cool that this is the same guy who did 
essentially two horror movies is now doing a, a, a thriller and it, it works out for the most part because he can handle that tension the way the uh -huh. tension builds in this he handles it really well there's a great moment later in the film that's essentially the big action set piece and it's done in one continuous take one continuous shot and i'm a big nerd for those because i know what a technical difficulty that is but also the physical performances that are necessary to pull those off and to see someone like Sudeikis and Coulter and the other people involved in that scene play that out. I always love that. And it's a very earned action set piece. I completely agree. I thought that this director is clearly so great at like building tension throughout so many of these moments. Another thing that I liked about, I know we talked a little bit about Mike Coulter's performance, but getting Jason Sudeikis to play this role, I feel like already, it already brings so much humanity to it. And like, mm -hmm. he's already just from the first scene, just pretty sympathetic. And I think, Mike Coulter brought that to this role too, like as the villain. And I think that's, that's something that's really important. And I almost felt like a little bit of like a breaking bad influence, maybe a little bit oh, on sure. some you of seen that. Gene Carlo Esposito in Mike Coulter's performance. For sure. For sure. I and just see that. the, yeah. like by the end, I really did like him in, in a sense and just understood where he was coming from too. And I, I think that that always makes for a more interesting dynamic between the, the protagonist and the antagonist. A lot of this does come down to conversations that I wondered how small a budget this was, but I also wondered if this was shot during 2020, during COVID, because a lot of the first part of the movie is literally two people on screen talking to each other. And that gave me a little bit of worry that that's what was going to unfold. So again, as this movie started taking its twist and turns and the scope gets just a little bit bigger throughout, it was a pleasant surprise. But yeah, there's a lot of moments in this that are two people sitting and having monologues with each other and character moments with each other. That's going to turn some people off, I think. I know this is not going to be the kind of movie that appeals to everyone. I know who I would recommend this to. But that being said, Luane, why don't you kick us off with some last thoughts here? This is a pretty decent movie. I know what I expected going in, and, and I got some of that. But I got some other stuff that I hadn't quite planned on, and I'm okay with that. I do want to echo what you said before about Evangeline Lilly. I'd like to see her be able to really have the opportunity to carry something, because it's clear she can. Her interactions with everybody in this movie are believable and kind of awesome. They help elevate a lot of what's going on. There's a fairly lengthy scene between her and Coulter that, if not handled well, just becomes an info dump and nobody cares, mm -hmm. right? And instead, it's actually a fairly human moment between somebody who knows they're going to die and somebody who's pretty happy having people killed, but yet also reveals humanity within him, which is sort of interesting. But I guess at the end of the day, yeah, like you, I don't know that I would recommend this to everybody. There are definitely people for whom this is exactly their thing, but I don't know that the average audience is going to appreciate some of this just because it, we talked about twists and turns for some people. That's just going to be uneven storytelling. Mm -hmm. The dramatic moments are things that are not necessarily going to be exciting for a lot of people as somebody who enjoys watching characters interplay. This is great. I like it. There's some other little things that kind of bug me, but whatever. In the end, I'm going to give this 3.5 out of five days. They had Michael Paré. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Ryan, why don't you go next? Yeah, I did like thoroughly enjoy this. I wasn't sure quite what to expect from the trailer because it does take so many twists and turns and it starts off, I think it's one thing and then it becomes another. But I feel like the performances really, really elevate all of this. And for me, I don't know if it would have worked anywhere near as well if you put like 
maybe a more traditional actor that you would see in action movies in the lead role. Like, I just don't think I would be into this at all. I feel like a big part of it is getting these more unique performances from actors you don't typically see in these kinds of roles. I think that, yeah, Jason Sudeikis absolutely killed it, though. And I think for that alone, it's worth checking out. Uh, I'm going to give it seven and a half out of ten cakes to the face. (laughs) All right. What's El Critico have to say? In terms of, like, comedians who do drama or who do like a big dramatic role for me, the ultimate one is always going to be, and I'm sure I've mentioned this in a different review, but it's always going to be Vince Vaughn in brawl and cell block 99, because mm-hmm. that's what I think of him now. Like, like at any time I think of Vince Vaughn, I think of that movie. And if I want to see a Vince Vaughn movie, I'm probably going to watch that over, I don't know, wedding crashers or something. Now, Jason, he's not quite there, but it's kind of cool seeing him in something that's definitely not a straight-up comedy, really not funny at all, except for a few moments of like intentional, well-done comedy, which don't really even have to do entirely with him. But this is something that's like, I would like to see him do more stuff like this. I would like to see him do more thrillers. I would like to see him do a horror, because seeing him in this, it seems like he would like to do that as well. He's doing a pretty good job in this. He even gets a few moments where he can be a badass and it doesn't seem weird. It doesn't seem awkward. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing, Jason Sudeikis? No, it seems like, all right, yeah, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling intimidated right now. And it, it makes sense. Then it works because he's also a nice guy in this, which is, I guess, what a lot of people are used to seeing him as right now. But it makes sense with the character. And everyone else does a really great job in this, too. Evangeline Lilly, she's fantastic in this. If someone deserves to be brought up, it's her. And I, like I mentioned, I know she's in a bunch of stuff, but I can't think of a single performance other than this one where I've like really noticed her. And I've really noticed her in this. And I think she should be in more stuff like this. As a thriller, I think it works well uh, because you like these characters. There's a point where you even kind of like the antagonists and you don't want to see anything happen to them either. And mm-hmm. it gets really complex. It goes more than your average thriller, but it's still, I would say, safe enough to where if someone said, oh, I'm going to go check this out in theaters, I'd be like, yeah, you're probably going to like it. If if my grandpa wanted to see this, he'd probably dig it. If my girlfriend wanted to see this, she'd probably dig it too. <laughs> I really like this. And because of that, I'm going to give it uh, four hats that are way too big for uh, Shea Wiggum to be wearing on his little head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is a good movie. It's shot well. It's paced well. It's written well. It doesn't feel the two-hour runtime, which I was worried in the first few minutes. It moves along nicely, and the performances kept me engaged throughout. There were occasions where I did feel like Sudeikis might be verging a bit out of his comfort zone as an actor, but then he would defy my expectations and have some seriously badass moments or some really well-done dramatic moments, which we are getting hints of his drama ability in Ted Lasso. So I'm honestly not surprised that he did such a good job here. He's got a great charm to him. There are plenty of elements here that feel almost like a stage play and maybe a bit theater, but I think that's because Aaron Kashalis may have been tapping into a classic Western style of film that we just don't get anymore. The tone and the style especially of the dialogue, is very reminiscent of some classic Hollywood films. 
if that's your thing, there's a great movie here. A bad version of this is The Counselor from Ridley Scott, which attempts to be this character piece dealing with crime and relationship conversations between very interesting characters. But that movie feels bloated and lazy and very try-hard, whereas this feels easy. This feels very effortless from Kashalis, and the actors involved are very well-suited for all the roles that they have. I compared this to Hell or High Water and Way of the Gun and other modern westerns, and I'd be willing to put this as the opening of a triple feature to those two films. I'll recommend this to people who love this genre, and I'll leave it at that because this isn't going to wow or romance anyone who isn't already in love with this type of film. So watch the trailer, and that will tell you if this is a movie for you. For me, it was. This was a movie for me, and I'm giving it a 7 out of 10 hit and runs. Oh, and I'm sorry. I should mention, I, I said four earlier, like four Shea Wiggum hats. That's four out of five, not four. Out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> positive. <no. laughs>